0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at either hsstaffing.com or fishhookbooks.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me this coming Wednesday at noon, when my guest will be Ann Kamen from New York Grant Company. We will be discussing diversity in business and economic development. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, www.thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, www.manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Claire Rosenzweig from the Better Business Bureau. We will be discussing employees as part of your brand, brand builders, or detractors. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Additionally, as a matter of policy, the New York Better Business Bureau does not endorse any product, service, or business. The information provided is believed to be reliable, but neither Claire Rosenzweig nor the New York Better Business Bureau guarantee its accuracy or completeness. No information provided herein or in conjunction herewith constitutes nor shall be construed as legal advice. It is not intended, nor may it be relied upon as legal advice in any form. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. That number again, 805-243-1301. Claire, welcome back to the show.
0: Well, thank you, Bruce. It's it's nice to be back. Thank you for inviting us.
1: Well, it's uh, my pleasure. Now, uh, for those who haven't heard uh, our previous chats, tell us about yourself and your organization.
0: Happy to. Um, Well, I'm I'm working with the Better Business Bureau of Metropolitan New York. Uh, For those who ask me, what what does the BBB do? I say it helps consumers, people, find businesses and brands they can trust and charities they can trust.
1: Very good. Now, you mentioned brand, and brand is our uh, topic. So what is a brand?
0: Well, you know, a brand is many things. I think of a brand as a promise. I think of brand as uh, a relationship, as an experience. Um, When you think of it as a relationship, uh, think of relationships in your life. And, you know, if you're going to a friend's house, there are certain things that you Uh, expect in terms of that person's values, in terms of what the house looks like, in terms of lots of things, uh, in terms of that person and and what you're going to expect when you're engaged in that relationship. Think of uh, stores. Think of online retailers. Uh, Each one of them sets up an expectation for you. So if you're going into one store versus another store, uh, there's a promise being made to you as a consumer, as a person, that you're going to have a certain experience based on the brand's values, based on the brand's employees and how they're they're treating you. So it's, it's the entire experience with that brand. It's not a big mystery. It's a relationship that's being set up, uh, which leads you to have uh, an expectation of a certain experience. And when you're happy with that experience whether you're a consumer and i'm going to say a person uh, because we're people who consume or as an employee um, it's either going to uh, help your brand or it could detract from your brand because really when you think about it engaged employees really help to build a really strong brand
1: so if i'm hearing you correctly what you're saying is, is that even though a company may spend millions of dollars to, have, uh, to create a brand, end of the day, their brand is created by the people with whom they interact or with, with the, who interact with them, be it consumers, clients, even employees.
0: Yes, and it, 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 it's all about the experience. Um It used to be I think when a, a brand was described, it was very transactional you know there's a there's a store and there's a consumer, or there's an employer and there's an employee. Uh, I think over time people have realized that you know t- you need to build your brand as uh, a relationship between all the parties that that are involved, so it's both internal as well as external in terms of how your brand is, pre- is perceived.
1: Now, you've mentioned uh, brand builder, and in the title of the show, we're talking about brand builders and brand detractors. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by the, those terms?
0: Uh, in terms of, uh, I'll focus just for a minute on on the employees, since that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, as a brand, as you said, Bruce, you spend all this money, all this time, all this effort into uh, creating this uh, uh, brand, it's a company, it's a product, it's a service, you spend a lot of time and effort to create this. Um, If you have engaged employees that help promote what you're hoping they promote in terms of the positive aspects of your brand, then a person who's going to consume that sees this all as a good thing and they get engaged with whatever it is that your brand stands for On the opposite end of the spectrum are those who, for whatever reason, and there are many, which we'll talk about, they're just disengaged. They may be disgruntled. They may be unhappy. And think about when you go into any kind of a, um, uh, if you've gone into, I don't want a particular type of business, but as as a person who's consuming a product or service, think of when you've gone into one of these stores or you know, uh, some kind of an institution of various types, and you've been met with a smile versus a yeah, what can I do for you? Or uh, somebody's friendly or somebody's rude. You know, how do you react to that? All of that, bill. You know, all of that feeds into what kind of a brand is being perceived, and for whoever's in charge of the brand, the company, or if it's a small company, is that what you want the people to see? Is that what you want people to experience? If it is, terrific and keep going. But if it's not, there's some work that needs to be done to figure out, um, are my employees engaged? Are they disengaged? Are they happy? Are they unhappy? And what do we do about it?
1: That's a good segue to my next question, which is about the best – type of new hire orientation and onboarding process? I've worked mm-hmm. for small and large nonprofits and one, I guess you'd say, medium-sized for-profit. And in some cases, you just get dropped in and sink or swim. In others, there's a process where you are integrated into the system and informed in detail about how they do things. So what's the best new hire orientation and on brand onboarding process.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that um when you're first thinking about who to bring on board as an employee uh, and I'm not just small business here, we're talking any any size business, but I think small businesses will will particularly see what I mean. You love your brand and you want to bring people in who love your brand as much as you do. And this could be any size company, whoever is in charge of hiring. And that's the ideal. If you can find people who love your brand, and many times how your brand is perceived in the marketplace will be uh, either a positive or a negative to attract people to your brand. So it's how you are perceived in the community that's the first step in, in all of this. And then to understand what you need, you know, in terms of people working with you, but to hire people who feel really good and love your brand, that's going to – that's the first step. Um, it's all about trust, and which is, of course, the, the crux of what BBB is as well. But it's all about trust between the company and whoever you're bringing on board. Once you've identified the criteria that you need, uh, again, according to all the laws and and all the things that you have to do for job descriptions and making sure that that the job is is created in a way that's going to um, um, uh, set somebody up for success, let's assume that you've done all of that, And then you go out, you have your criteria, you start the hiring process. You're going to bring somebody in who you're going to think really loves your brand. You want people that are nice and friendly, competent, yes, but you'll want people that are going to extend the personality and the values of your brand out into the marketplace. You make your decision. You bring that person in. That's where the trust Uh, really means a lot because now you as the employer really have to come through with your promises to this employee uh, as well as the employee's promise to you that they're going to do the job. Um, Making sure that this employee understands how they fit into the big picture of, of your brand. How do they fit into the experience of the brand out in the marketplace? What do you expect of them? Do they understand their role do they understand the job description? Um, do they are they being given the tools that they need in order to succeed? And when I say tools, this is not just the physical, uh, you know, computers and telephones and things like that. But are they being given people to talk to to help them understand what to do if they run into this situation or that situation? Um, are you setting them up with uh, for a lack of a better phrase, mentors within the workplace to help them understand how they fit in, and then um, so important to keep communication going with the employees to understand where they want to go as uh, you know within their career, because when you as an employer can um, sort of align what you need to get done with what the individual wants to get done in their own lives, that's where you have a real win situation. Um, But there has to be trust between the employer and the employee. It has to be real clear in terms of what the expectations are going to be. Um, I think employers really need to listen uh, to their employees. They need to be sure that this person feels valued, listened to. Um, All of these are, are ways to engage people.
1: Now, engagement is crucial, but human beings, and we're all guilty of this, like to be acknowledged. There's a story that I read in a business book, and I don't remember what book. I don't rem- remember where it happened, who the CEO was, but I like to tell this story. The CEO was walking around the, um, I guess you would call it his c- customer service area, call center, whatever, on his way that get a snack. And he walked around, he picked up the banana, and as he was walking back to his office, he heard someone say something. And he liked it, and he walked over to him and said, you know, I really like how you handled that. Good job. I wish I had something to give to you. And he realized he was holding the banana. And he gave the employee the the banana. That banana stayed on that employee's desk until nature required it to be thrown away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to get a banana from the boss. HR, a year or so after this started, because he began to give out bananas, they made a comparison between the productivity of people who had received a raise and the productivity of people who had received a banana. And those who had received a banana were more productive than those who had received a race. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what's the best way to acknowledge workers, mm-hmm. to keep them being brand builders? Absolutely.
0: And as we all know, there's lots of studies out there That for those uh, listeners that want to really dive in. Uh, there's a lot of information out there. But to summarize, <coughs> you know, the, the example that you just gave, this individual who he gave the banana to or she gave the banana to hmm. felt listened to, felt valued, felt important, like what they had to say mattered. And, you know, if, a, if an organization is listening to their employees, and there's so many ways to do that, whether it's through, uh, you know, in a general term, town hall meetings, um, uh, walking around, talking to people. Um, talking to new hires as well as those people who have been around for a while, monitoring social media, Um, and I don't mean that in a a big brother kind of way, but just monitoring what's going on. What are people saying? Uh, Each organization is set up differently, so there may be different forums. Uh, in which you can listen to people. But don't, you know, it, be genuine in that, too. Uh, we've all heard of companies that send out the survey, how do you feel, what do you think. Nothing ever gets done. Nobody ever hears any kind of, um, you know, action based on the survey. Uh, so if you're going to do that, you have to commit to having a 360 um, situation where you're asking, you're listening, you're coming up with ways to address whatever it is that's been brought up and maybe bring in the employees into that as well. Here's what we're hearing. What can we do about it? And make them part of the organization because really, as we said at the beginning, your employees are the brand. They are part of the brand. They are having a relationship with the brand. Consumers, people who consume your product or service uh, or experience, they are going to be engaging with these uh, people who you have working with you uh, in your brand. So you want to be sure that everybody feels good about what they're doing. And as you demonstrated, if somebody feels valued, listened to, important, it, it matters. It really matters. And there's different ways to reward that, whether it's through, you know, uh, there's lots of currencies, let's just say. There's the bananas. <laughs> there's money. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's different ways to recognize people. And what our listeners need to do is to say to themselves, how am I recognizing good behavior? How am I recognizing people who really love the brand? How am I giving them opportunities to really build on their good feelings about what they're doing, and, you know, let's see where we can go with that, you know, to be open-minded about it.
1: Now, just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Claire Rosenzweig from the Better Business Bureau. We are discussing employees as part of your brand, brand builders or detractors. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Additionally, as a matter of policy, the New York Better Business Bureau does not endorse any product, service, or business. The information provided is believed to be reliable, but neither Claire Rosenzweig nor the New York Better Business Bureau guarantee its accuracy or completeness. No information provided herein or in conjunction herewith constitutes nor shall be construed as legal advice. It is not intended nor may it be relied upon as legal advice in any form. Claire I want to go back to something you had um, said just in passing. You mentioned uh, Employers watching employees' uh, social media conduct. There is a. Um, it, it's surprising to me the number of employees who do not realize that employers are totally within their right to listen to phone conversations, read email, anything, any communication that takes place. In the workplace, and using uh, their own the, the company equipment. So, if you're sending out an email on the company's computer at work, the boss can read it. That's an example. And, and when employees find out about that, there's a lot of resentment. Are there any other? I realize this question is coming out of left field and I apologize, are there any other examples that you can think of of legal policies, and I know you're not an attorney, but legal policies or, or pol- things that employers can legally do that employees should be made aware of so that there is no surprise, there is no resentment?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the, what, the way I'll address that, because you're right, I'm not a lawyer, but every organization – needs you know it needs to consider having an employee manual and the employee manual is going to spell out what the policies and procedures are at a particular company and so when we discussed onboarding bringing Mm -hmm. you know you've made this hire you love the person they love you you're going to lay out what the expectations are not only of the job description itself but of the policies of the organization and a policy of an organization can easily include how we deal with social media, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Somebody starting to work for a company needs to understand what's going to be, what they're going to be held to. And, yes, you're going to be held to your job description, but you're also having to follow all the policies and procedures of the organization. So for me, that would fall right into that category.
1: Thank you. Now, I, we've touched on this a little bit but how do you lower employee turnover and increase employee retention
0: mm-hmm. well you know as we talked about already it's it's un, as an employer it's understanding not only what you are as a brand but also the people that you're bringing in understanding who they are and what their hopes and dreams are and and who how they expect to to act in the brand in the uh, job and, you know, when we're talking about different generations, you know, a lot of talk about millennials, you know, it's, it's interesting to read that, uh, you know, millennials, they don't just want a paycheck, they want a purpose. Or, you know, they don't just want job satisfaction, they want job development, and they don't want bosses, they want coaches. And as an employer, understanding what the different types of people you have working for you uh, want and need in terms of their own self uh, you know that's going to feed right back into how they react within your company, how they, what their job performance is. So if you have a workforce that is heard, listened to, feels valued, feels great about the work that they do, understands the purpose of your organization, and even those organizations who might be strictly product service, but maybe they get involved with different causes as well. They're communicating to their employees their role in corporate responsibility, you know, the environment, uh, the the supply chains, all those things that are involved in in corporate responsibility. If you're communicating all of that to your employees, letting them feel good about where they work and, and and how the company trusts them and they can trust the company, you have a win win situation. So In those companies, uh, again, I can't quote any studies today, but we've all read them, that those companies that have engaged employees usually do better in the
1: world. Now, when you have an employee who is negative, who's a brand detractor, Mm -hmm. and listening, giving bananas, whatever, doesn't turn that person around, What should you do? How do you turn an employee from a brand detractor into a brand builder?
0: Well, the very first thing is to understand, if you can, why is this person a brand detractor? Where did the trust break down? You know, ideally, you brought this person in, excuse me, and you brought this person in to succeed, and all of a sudden, something's not working. So what is it? You know, at the BBB, we get to the source. We try to understand what's going on here, what is wrong, what what's what's bothering you. Um, you know, that's the beginning of conciliation and mediation and getting to some sort of a resolution. I would say it's very similar in in something like this. Where did the trust break down? What is going on with this person? It might be something where a change in schedule could help. It might be something where there's something going on with a coworker, and if you just get to the root of it, pardon me, maybe there's some way to work it out. So before we get to the point of what do you do with, because again, this person will be a brand detractor, unfortunately, because whoever the person is that's consuming your product or service is not going to be experiencing a, a, a positive energy with someone like that, so uh, and we've all run into people like that. They're constantly complaining or, you know, they're always bringing up, you know, what we consider petty issues. There might be, you know, kind of frequent excuses that you may find questionable. Um, you know, they're they're not being a team player. They're, you know, the worst case scenarios, they might be dishonest or there's just no enthusiasm, you know, no initiative. So getting to the heart, trying to understand why that's happening, That's that's number one. Um, if you've done everything that you possibly can to, to accommodate the person, to try to work with them, you need to go back to your employment manual policies again. Um, there are very clearly stated procedures uh, when somebody is not meeting the job performance expectations, <clears throat> and that's what it has to be based on. Uh, you know, so if somebody is not meeting those quali- you know, those job description or job performance expectations they need to understand it there are certain steps that you need to take uh, and let them know what's going on give them the opportunity to fix it and again there are policies in place uh, to follow and that's where I would say just follow your manual Uh, your manual has been reviewed by legal counsel so you'll know that you're following those steps and again this is not just for one person you're following those policies for everybody who is employed at the organization because you can't just single someone out. So any person that would fall into that kind of a category, or not a category, but anybody that would be displaying these types of um, lack of job performance, they would all be um, subject to the same policies because it's your brand policies, it's your company policies.
1: I am reminded years ago, we had an employee who was, you know, you look up the word negative in the or negativity in the dictionary, his picture was there. And we tried everything. We talked to him. We tried to figure out if it was a personal problem that he wasn't sharing with us, and that was the reason. This guy was impossible. And in the end, there was no choice, and he was let go. But then we had a situation where he had caused damage because he was interacting not just with customers, but with vendors. So anybody who would listen to him, he was complaining. How do you repair the damage caused by, to use our term, a brand detractor? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it all goes back to, uh, again, with BBB, it's all about start with trust. And there are things that a company does to build its reputation, there are things that a company does to rebuild a reputation and if if there is that kind of damage that's been done either by an individual or um, you know could be could be other situations too, but in this case the individual it's it's getting back to understanding what happened, <clears throat> understanding um, what you need to do to be responsive to the situation so you know there this could cover so many different things. You know, if it's a product or a service, non-delivery, if it's complaints, you know, the, maybe the person was in charge of complaints and just never answered them, you know. So how can your company be responsive to whatever the damage is? And, again, it could, it could vary. I would say at this point, the person, whoever that was, it could be persons or a situation, they're gone, let's assume, because you followed your policies, they've moved on you're left with the damage. Get to the root of why did the damage happen? What, what is the damage? Um, and understand what you can do to start building trust again, um, being responsive to it, uh, being transparent, communicating, uh, depending on the type of organization you are. And we can all think of brands that have had um, you know, disasters take place at their, at their organizations. It always goes back to rebuilding trust. And how do you rebuild trust? You do things, again, with honesty. You do things, you tell the truth, you communicate, you're transparent, you're responsive. Uh, And, you know, you do what you, as a brand, it's so important to do what you say you're going to do. And in the case of BBB, we call that honor promises. And so if you as a brand are, are, remember we said it's a promise, if you are delivering on your promise, that starts building trust again. So if you've had complaints that have gone unanswered, you start answering the complaints. You start letting people know that they're important again, that you're, the people who are consuming your product or service are important to you again. So there's no one answer, but it's getting to the source of the problem. It's starting to build trust again through honesty, being responsive, doing things with integrity, listening to people, Responding to people and doing those things that are going to really um, uh, demonstrate what your values as a brand are.
1: And I would add you admit when you're wrong and you follow up with whatever you promise to do. And so Absolutely. few do that. It my. And, you
0: know. And I'll just, you know, say that with the Better Business Bureau, you know, that's the whole point of the – I think I said at the beginning, BBB is a standards-based organization. I may not have said it that way, but there are standards for businesses, there are standards for charities, and there are standards for BBBs to be a BBB. Because if you're saying to the world, I'm a brand that you can trust, well, how do they know that? And so BBB says we have standards. And if a company is going to adhere to these standards and agree to uphold them, then somebody out in the marketplace might look at that company and say, ah, you know, I can, they, they've committed to this standard, that standard. You know, they've committed to, you know, building trust and advertising honestly and telling the truth, you know, being transparent, responsive. They're going to safeguard my privacy, Uh, they're going to embody integrity you know those are the types of standards that the BBB has for our companies so you know these are not new (laughs) these are going these are going back at least 100 years you know at least with the BBB system Um, but people understand honesty you know and there's no better way, as we all know, you know, if, if you can take a while to build trust, but it's just one person, one employee, one situation, one thing that goes wrong, trust can go down the tubes in a second. So how do you rebuild it? You do the opposite. You start rebuilding that trust again.
1: As always, Claire, last question, what's the best way for people to get in touch?
0: They can get in touch with us in a number of ways. Between the hours of 10 and 4, we do have a consumer number. It's 212-533-6200. And at any time, people can go onto our website, either at simply bbb.org, where they can look up a business, and there are over 4.5 million businesses listed all over North America, and you can see if they're accredited or not, and what their rating is. Um, or they can email us at inquiry at n e w y o r k. dot b b b. dot O-R-G. But if a company is an accredited business, what we say is they're part of a trustworthy community.
1: Well, Claire, I can always trust on you to come and provide a wealth of information in a short period of time and uh, as always i appreciate it profusely
0: well it's been a pleasure thank you very much
1: and as always a very special thank you to our listeners i'm sure claire joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week